the biggest news of the day, ladies and gentlemen. The Reclaws are playing the Briar on Friday night. What? That's not the biggest not the biggest story of the day? Britain and I will be front row center. I can guarantee you that. Britton Gray joining us, Saskatchewan Rough Rider a reporter here on the Green Zone. Yeah, yeah, it's CFL Free Agency Day. Let's uh, get after it. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Of course, I hope you've been following us. And if you have, or if you have, thank you so much for following us on social over the last couple of hours. Since 11 a.m. this morning, CFL Free Agency kicked off. And at about 12.50-ish, or 11.50-ish, the Riders made their first signing, A.J. Olette. And then it's almost been like a half an hour rotation. Then it was Jalen Edwards Cooper. And then Jermarcus Hardrick. And now, just moments ago, defensive end Malik Carney has signed. Those four players are all Saskatchewan Rough Riders officially today. We're still awaiting Jameer Thurman. Was agreed to terms last week during the negotiation window. We'll see if uh, in about 20 minutes the half-an-hour rotation continues uh, with Jameer Thurman. But Britton Gray, I think a lot of uh, Rider Nation are pretty pumped that running back A.J. Olette will wear the green and white, and it's official he wear, will wear number 45. Do you think this team is uh, leaning into it a little bit with the Thor stuff today? They they tweet out the video of the hammer. Obviously, we know that he likes to use it as a prop. And, and yeah, he's he's a charismatic guy. The, the way he looks kind of gets people fired up, right? The, the mullet. You see a guy with a mullet running a football? That's just oh, yeah, all-time football. He's got, the, he's got the shaved side sometime. Maybe put a lightning bolt in there on the <laughs> uh, side of the hair. And then you got the Thor hammer. And you got the you got the goatee. You got that wrestling angle as well as uh, he's done some wrestling in his past. And, and he's a hard runner. Oh, my goodness. He runs through oh, yeah. people. And, that, and it's the way he plays football, yes. too, that gets <laughs> that you excited. As well. He's a hard runner and going to be someone I think they lean on a lot just in the run game. But he's also a great pass blocker as well. He's really developed into one of those guys and going to be a key for this team. Clearly, they viewed him as, as a target, and they went out and got him, and now they're Definitely, like I said, they're leaning into him. That he he is oh, going yeah. to be one of the faces of this new Corey Mace era on the field, and he will be uh, in person tomorrow in Saskatchewan as he arrives to his new home uh, in Saskatchewan. And yeah, you can t- they they have the uh, you can buy the Thor hammers already with the Rider logo, uh, the little plush ones uh, for the kids out there. Um, in the rider store. So maybe this has been long developing of maybe, just maybe, A.J. Olette could be a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. It's official, and it's a two-year deal. And let's talk about the price tag. I was a little bit like, oof, paying mm-hmm. maybe $200,000 for an American running back. But when Justin Dunk breaks down the deal, two years at, what, one hundred and sixty grand a year, that's all okay for the uh, salary cap here in Saskatchewan, too. Absolutely. And I think what probably helped drive the price tag down for Saskatchewan is the marketing, right? He can be out there. He'll be the face. And he he's kind of a guy who builds his own brand. He's very much about building a brand himself, the AJ Olette. This is who I am. That's mm-hmm. why he has the personality. That's why he leans into the Thor thing so much. And so I imagine they will continue to, to uh, have him be the face 
And yeah, like you said, that that's a great deal, especially when Winnipeg's paying Brady Oliveira two thirty. <laughs> you assumed Lolette would be up near two hundred thousand. He would have been closer there. Of course, the passport, the the Canadian passport, will help. Yes, but for Olette, I think it's a good deal, good money, and it kind of shows that Jeremy O'Day in free agency hasn't been breaking the bank as you might have thought for some of these guys. Jamarcus Hardrick, who we will talk about a little bit, he seems on the high end, but they had to get some offensive line help. Well, someone uh, just tweeted me, great running back with a terrible offensive line. Well, hold on a second about that offensive line because let's move to Jamarcus Hardrick. Officially signed, he'll talk to reporters in about two hours from now, and he comes over from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's getting up there in years, but I think he's five or six years younger than Stanley Bryant is. Uh, and <laughs> five uh, years younger than Philip Blake, who yeah. we're not talking about his age. <laughs> so you look at Jermarcus Hardrick, he is a high energy player. He is pound for pound, maybe the best tackle in the league, uh, as the right tackle in the Canadian Football League, I should add. And I, I look at him opening up the holes, and you have, if Philip Blake remains healthy, Peter Godber was on an offensive line in BC who had a 1,000 yard rusher two years ago before he signed with the Riders last year. He's back. I still think Logan Furland's going to develop, and he'll be better and better every single season. Then you add Jamarcus Hardrick. Of course, you know, you can't predict injuries. But I'm looking at an offensive line, especially with Jermarcus Hardrick now locked in at right tackle as an improved product, especially one if you compare it to two years ago that gave up 77 sacks. Well, And last year, despite the fact that the Riders' offensive line was once again an issue, Jamal Morrow nearly had 1,000 yards. He had 907. He missed some games. This was an offensive line that actually didn't struggle a lot to run the ball. They just decided to get away from it again that past season. I don't think with H.A. Olet you're going to get away from the run game, but that old line just got a little bit better. The pass protection is what you need to see increase. They gave up 54 sacks last year. Obviously, there was pressure on the play that Trevor Harris had to mm-hmm. rush out and eventually was hurt on, so pass protection is going to be a key. But I like the moves, and even some of the moves that, you don't really talk about like getting Noah Zare. Maybe he develops into that uh, highly talented yep. prospect. You got Zach Fry still. There's a lot of good Canadian depth there as well. This is just the big name that you hope solidifies at least one more position along that offensive line. Uh, okay, uh, let's uh, slide over to the defense on the work the Rough Riders have done today. Green Zone Rider reporter Britton Gray uh, kicking off the Green Zone as we'll have CFL free agency covered for you. Just, uh, Justin Dunk will be joining us in a couple of minutes to look at the overall picture of the Canadian Football League on what has been a busy first three hours in a little bit since 11 a.m. Defensively, Jalon Edwards-Cooper, defensive back, defensive end, Malik Carney, defensive end from the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Edwards-Cooper from the BC Lions. These two will not be the big wow names out there in the Canadian Football League, but... I think what Malik Carney, I've been a fan of Malik Carney for the last couple of years. I, I, I've looked at him and going, man, he's athletic. He moves around. They drop him into coverage. He gets interceptions. He gets sacks. He forces the ball out. He's, he seems when he's on the field, he's everywhere. And Jalen Edwards Cooper was just solid at that wide side corner spot for the BC Lions. Two under the radar signings that 
could actually turn into much bigger items when we look back at today's free agency in a few years. Well, we talked about it on when we did our blitz kind of free agency primer earlier today. Jalen Edwards Cooper didn't get the probably recognition he deserved just because Gary Peters was having one of the all-time great CFL seasons as a defensive back. He's a very good piece. He's young too, 26 years old. He's going to be around for a while, you would think. You never know who eventually gets a mm-hmm. jump somewhere. So I like that. And like you said, Malik Carney, the fact that Corey Mace is a defensive line-minded guy, he was a defensive line coach, look at who he's turned into stars in the in the CFL thus far. I expect Malik Carney to have a breakout season. He might reach that 10 sack mark just because I think Corey Mace knows how to get guys to get to that next level as a pass rusher. Uh, so we'll see what that is, of course. Uh, not quite yet. Uh, Jameer Thurman last week uh, was reported by our a CFL analyst from Three Down Nation, Justin Dunk, Jameer Thurman, will be on his way to Saskatchewan. That one has not been made official as of yet. Uh, the Rough Riders have seen a few go out the door, of course. Uh, you have seen Mike, Micah Tights released yesterday. He is signed home with the uh, Calgary Stampeders. Tevin Jones, receiver, reunited with Cody Fajardo and the Montreal Alouettes today. And apparently, uh, Jamal Morrow, the running back, who with A.J. Olette coming and will not be back in Saskatchewan, has some interested teams out there for the former rider running back who hit free agency this morning. I mean, it makes sense. He, like I said, he nearly had 1,000 yards last year, missed some time, and he's a great pass catcher as well, kind of a, more of a shiftier running back, speed guy. And, yeah, like it, I think he's going to go find some place and, and be the starter, and he probably he's he's earned that right. Like I said, uh, th- on nearly a thousand yards rushing, it was just the Riders with Mark Mueller and Corey Mace. They want more of a smash mouth type running back than uh, a speed guy who who's can catch out of the backfield. Yeah, that that is the complementary piece to that offense. Uh, not the main event uh, for the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And news just came in coming in from the Rough Riders. Uh, they have just announced that the Herdman Reed boys will both be in Saskatchewan again. Uh, so they've extended the contract of Justin Herdman Reed, and Jordan Herdman Reed will return to Saskatchewan. He left, now he's back. They're twins and reunited uh, back in Saskatchewan. Uh, was uh, the Rough Riders just announcing that literally seconds ago on their social media feed. And that's just Canadian depth at linebacker and two Pretty darn decent special teamers as well. Exactly. Good special teamers and great guys, too. I remember talking to them about being twins and playing on the same team. Great guys. Another kind of, uh, like you said, depth signing and the locker room culture. It's just rebuilding that up because whatever happened last year it's and the stopped. year before, <laughs> <laughs> they, they've switched it out now. And uh, like I said, another good signing. It's that Canadian depth, which you can never have too much of in the CFL. That is our Green Zone rider reporter, Britton Gray, here on the Green Zone. He'll be in throughout the day, uh, bringing us up to date on what's going on in CFL free agency. Of course, Jermarcus Hardrick will be speaking to reporters, including Britton Gray, a little later this afternoon, where you'll bring, we'll bring you some of his thoughts on coming back to Saskatchewan, his first go-around. He had like a cup of coffee with the riders before his tour of duty landed him in Winnipeg seven years ago where he's been a mainstay on that offensive line. More coming up here on the Green Zone outside of the Rider Story and CFL Free Agency. Morgan Riley 
meeting with the NHL Department of Player Safety. And did, did you hear this? Sheldon Keefe and the uh, Maple Leafs? They're a victim. They're a victim. They are being unfairly judged by the NHL. They've had the most in-person hearings over the last couple of years. They believe this is actually Sheldon Keefe again bringing in through the wambulance that they're being treated unfairly because of the media hype around the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I might have a rant on that a little bit later on. Also, a legend announcing her retirement in curling as Jennifer Jones will take part in her final Scotty's Tournament of Hearts beginning later this week. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. I'm Jamie Nye. This is the Green Zone CFL Free Agent Day. Justin Dunk, our CFL analyst, will take a look at who's doing what early on in CFL Free Agency. Of course, we're about three and a half hours in. The Riders have now made six signings, or I guess I should say five signings with one extension, as they just announced the Herdman-Reed twins will be back together in Saskatchewan. Uh, Jordan Herdman Reed re-signing with the Riders after being in Calgary last year. Uh, Justin has spent the last three years in Rider Green. We'll bring you up to date in a couple of minutes on what else the Riders have done. But it was announced earlier today by Jennifer Jones that this will be her last Scotty's Tournament of Hearts. She's not retiring completely from curling. She'll continue to participate in mixed doubles uh, with her husband. And... Jennifer Jones was six Scotties championships. Tied for the most, Colleen Jones. But her and Sandra Schmirler, the debate, go you, you go to the uh, patch when the Briar's here and start up a conversation on who the greatest uh, women's skip is in curling history in this country. It'll come down to Sandra and Jennifer. Sandra Schmirler, Jennifer Jones are the only women in this country who have won the Scotties, the Worlds, and, of course, Olympic gold medal. Here in Saskatchewan, we know the answer is Sandra Schmirler. Those in Manitoba, they'll tell you it's Jennifer Jones. That is where her legacy is. And the Scotties Tournament of Hearts does begin on Friday in Calgary. Of course, Skylar Ackerman will be representing Saskatchewan won't actually play Jennifer unless both teams, of course, make the playoff round. They're on different sides of the pool. But Jennifer Jones announcing her retirement from women's curling, although staying with mixed doubles. Jamie Nye with you here on a Tuesday afternoon. It is CFL Free Agent Day, 11 a.m. It all started. The Rough Riders' first announcement was running back A.J. Olet. Our CFL analyst from 3Down Nation, Justin Dunk, working the phones right now. This will be the most distracted. You'll hear him on the radio as he'll be checking his phone while he's on the air live with us on what's going on around CFL free agency. Uh, J.D., how's it going today? Pretty good, man. Just trying to keep up with it all. You know how it is. How's that battery power on your phone? It's plugged in right now. Of course it is. I've learned this way. Just keep it on the charger until you absolutely need to take it off. <laughs> okay. 
Let's start with the riders. A.J. Olette, Malik Carney, Jamarcus Hardrick, Jalon Edwards-Cooper. They just announced the Herdman-Reed twins uh, will be playing in Saskatchewan again together. What do you think of the work done by Jeremy O'Day? I like a lot of it so far. You get A.J. Olette, who is sexy and great for marketing, but on a pretty solid contract, I think, for both sides. I've been told it's around $160,000 for Ouellette to sign his two-year deal. Now, last year for the uninitiated, the highest-paid running back in the league was William Stanback, right around that same kind of mark. So they get Ouellette, I think, on a deal that gives him a bump, but also allows them to go out and make some of these other moves. I really like Jalen Edwards Cooper in the back end. I think he's a young, up-and-coming piece. And Malik Carney with Corey Mace, I think, can help develop him into a more consistent pass rusher. And obviously, Jermarcus Hardrick coming in there, and the Riders are ideally thinking he's going to lock down that right tackle spot. Yeah, uh, and that helps uh, the offensive line big time. Um, When you look at Jermarcus Hardrick's work in Winnipeg, I think he kind of flew under the radar, didn't he, Uh, with Stanley Bryant uh, getting all the awards on the other side of the offensive line. Definitely. There were a lot of people around the league, especially last year and perhaps even the year before, that would tell you, well, you know, all the media pays attention to Bryant, and rightfully so, for the amount of most outstanding offensive lineman awards he had. But Hardrick was probably the better of the two last year, and that might have been something that goes back actually two years. So I think oftentimes we talk about having that blindside guy at the left tackle spot for a right-handed quarterback, but if you get rushed quickly from either side, it doesn't really matter. So I think Hardrick's comfortable at that right-side spot, and he should do a very good job of protecting Trevor Harris in the pocket, something that the Riders have not had in terms of an experienced, proven veteran, all-star caliber tackle for a long time there in Ryderville. As uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, out early with a bundle of signings uh, and A.J. Olette comes in, what what does A.J. do for what Mark Mueller is expected to do as he runs his first offense alone here in Saskatchewan? He's a versatile running back, and I know that term kind of gets thrown around so much that it's cliche, but he can protect the passer, which is going to be vital with Trevor Harris there. He is very athletic coming out of the backfield, catching passes. Obviously, his running skills are well-documented. He's physical, he's powerful, but he's also explosive. If you look, he was tied for the league lead last year in runs of 20 yards or more with 10. So this guy is a pounder, but he's also a guy that can get you those explosive, kind of game-changing runs at the running back position. Justin Dunk, our CFL analyst from Three Down Nation here on the Green Zone, CFL uh, Free Agency Day. I think the other biggest piece of news to come through today was Matthew Betts, outstanding Canadian for the BC Lions, outstanding pass rusher, and he's staying with a Lions team, but it's the Detroit Lions of the National Football League. Uh, Justin, what are the details on Matthew Betts heading south this is really interesting because there was a lot of people around the CFL that knew that he had done three NFL workouts in December with the Lions and Buffalo Bills and Cleveland Browns, and they felt like, well, he hadn't signed yet, so perhaps that interest isn't real, but it was real, and especially the Lions really pushed 
to make this signing happen. They had been in contact with his Montreal-based agent, Sasha Gavami, as soon as early in January, and really literally right after the workout he had in the Motor City in December, wanting to sign this guy. There was another offer on the table from one of those other three teams that he worked out for that included guaranteed money, but he felt like this was the best opportunity because if you look at Detroit's roster, especially under head coach Dan Campbell, they allow guys to make the roster based off what they actually do on the field. So there's at least a handful of undrafted free agents that have made that roster because Dan Campbell values guys that have that fighting spirit. And at the moment, Betts becomes just the third edge rusher, we'll call him, under contract with the Detroit Lions for the 2024 season. Now, NFL free agency is coming up in March, and then obviously the draft is at the end of April, and they're probably going to supplement that position. But that's part of the reason here that Betts like this opportunity in Detroit is because it seems like there's an opportunity to actually make the active roster, whereas if you look at the Cleveland Browns, and even the Buffalo Bills to some degree, but especially Cleveland, they have Miles Garrett and a bunch of talented guys on that defensive line. So I think this fits a real opportunity for Betts to have a chance to compete to make that roster coming out of training camp. And usually with CFL players, it's like a reserve futures contract. This is just a flat-out free agent deal, right? That's the case. Because it was after the Super Bowl, in effect, it's kind of the same thing. But that shows you that you know the Lions were willing to wait on bets to make his decision because he had offers on the table from CFL teams of around that upper echelon kind of money, like Gino Lewis, $320,000. He didn't quite have that money, but I think he could have got 275, 285, 300 from some of these CFL teams that had the offers on the table. So he had to weigh everything, the financial risks with the upside of potentially making an NFL roster, put it all in there with all the other factors in this decision making, and he chose to sign with the Detroit Lions. Uh, another team out early in free agency today uh, as the Calgary Stampeders. They were the first out of the gate with a bunch of signings. Uh, all-star Demario Houston defensive back. He's going to Calgary. Matthew Schiltz will back up now or maybe compete with Jake Mayer. Trevon Tate out of Toronto. Offensive lineman going to the Calgary Stampeders. Micah Tights, of course, has been in Saskatchewan the last couple of years going home to Calgary with the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, I think they've been the busiest outside of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Now, what did you think of the Stampeders so far today? It's surprising. We don't usually see this. And day one of free agency isn't what the old one of day one of free agency used to be. Now, I think you and the audience would understand that now. But still, the Stampeders are supplementing their roster here through free agency, which they usually don't do, except in some rare cases, I guess I would say or the value guys, but here they go and pay to Mario Houston. You know, I think that's around $140,000 in guaranteed money for the 2024 season and get a veteran quarterback that Dave Dickinson had talked about wanting to get in there. And Matt Schiltz, a guy that is going to push Jake Mayer and mayor has got to know that if he doesn't play well, that if Schiltz picks up this system quickly, that there's a chance that Schiltz could get on the field and be the starter if Mayer has a dry spell. I do think there is, some intriguing upside there still with Jake Mayer. He played really well in that game. I've referenced a couple times on the show in Toronto last year, but he's got to do it consistently, and I think it helps the Stampeders overall bringing Schultz into the 
team. I'm going I'm to bring this back to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Matthew Schiltz goes to Calgary. There's some rumblings. Jake Dolagala and the Stampeders were chatting. You have Dakota Prukop going to the BC Lions to back up Vernon Adams Jr., you'd assume. Um, the It's starting to get thin here at the quarterback spot. Where will Jake Dolagala end up? That's a great question right now. And if I had to give some informed speculation as to what might happen, maybe the money isn't out there for Dolagala at least to the degree that he thought for a type of contract to go to one of these other teams. And it's clear by what these teams have done. I think it's a little different situation with the BC Lions because they weren't very good in short yardage last year. So they get to Dakota Prukop, who's really good in those situations, but also is an intriguing quarterback prospect overall for them to continue to develop in the CFL. And then Calgary, of course, going with Schiltz. That, you know, maybe Dolegal is going to either sit around and wait for an injury to happen which would potentially give him a little more leverage in contract negotiations, or he's going to have to take an offer that's lower than what he anticipated, or what we've seen in a couple of instances here, and I think this is what happened with Jackson Jeffcoat. He's decided to retire because those CFL contract offers weren't where he felt like it was worth him continuing to play football. So I think that's probably part of the equation with the Legala. Okay, uh, we'll wrap up CFL free agency uh, right there. What did you think of Super Bowl 58, Justin Dunk, and the Chiefs going back-to-back? The first half sucked. The finish was obviously great. Overtime was pretty sweet. I thought Travis Kelsey was going to score the game-winning touchdown because that's how the apparent script was supposed to go. But nonetheless, the Chiefs win, and Patrick Mahomes, you just can't go against him in these situations. He continues to do it at crunch time in the playoffs. This time he's doing it on the road for multiple rounds for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And this guy is at least putting himself in the conversation right now as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But I don't think we can start comparing him to Tom Brady because Brady had seven. Yes, Mahomes has three. But Brady has seven, man. Like that's a whole entire other career's worth no, Super Bowls. There's quarterbacks out there that were great that would love just to have one Super Bowl ring. But full credit to the Chiefs. I think Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, really deserves a lot of credit for what he was able to do in that game, especially down the stretch. And Chris Jones arguably made the game-changing play late there when he forced a Brock Purdy throwaway. It looked like Brandon Ayuk was streaking free in the end zone there. So I think some attention needs to be paid to how good Kansas City's defense was in that game. And uh, we can break in right here. Breaking news, CFL, free agency. The Rough Riders have made it official just seconds ago. American linebacker Jameer Thurman has officially signed a contract with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. That is, he's a, he's, that's a long athletic linebacker there, Justin Dunk. Yeah, I mean, it was official when I told you on your show and I like a week ago. But now it's officially official. That was officially official. <laughs> fair, fair. I'll take that designation. It's officially official. <laughs> now, was where's Larry player, Dean going to go? Where's Larry Dean going to go? Well, for as good of a player as Larry Dean is, you start looking around the league, and there's not really too many, if any, linebacker spots open. So he's getting up there in age, and I wonder if Larry Dean's situation is similar to what I referenced with 
Jackson Jeffco. Well, if I'm not going to get a contract that I feel like is worth it to continue playing this game, then do I move on? Or does he wait for an injury to happen to one of those starters and slide right in? We'll have to see. All right, uh, that's our Justin Dunk. Uh, I know you got to answer about 25 texts that just came in while you're on the air with us. Uh, we'll let you get at it. Thanks so much, Justin. Thanks, buddy. That is our CFL analyst and insider from Three Down Nation, Justin Dunk. We'll uh, stay tuned to what Elsie has for us a little later this afternoon. But yes, Jameer Thurman, linebacker out of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, was with the Calgary Stampeders. So another link there to Corey Mace, Marcus Mueller, and the Stampeders. Officially a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, it was official yesterday from CBS. The Super Bowl on Sunday, the most watched telecast ever. Not the most watched Super Bowl, just flat out most watched telecast ever as over 123 million in the States. It was the most watched Super Bowl ever in Canada. And, you know, little, little bit of that. It, 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 just be honest. A little bit of that had to do with uh, who Taylor Swift is uh, dating. But right now, let's get to this day in sports. Is this a Bridge Farm remembers. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Here comes Bailey. He's got it. Signed a for a world record for Donovan Bailey in the gold medal. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. It's better time I'll be back. On this day in sports history, this day in Super Bowl history, it was two years ago, Super Bowl 56. The L.A. Rams, in dramatic fashion near the end of the game, come back, beat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20. to I remember it more for the halftime show. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, and 50 Cent on the stage at Super Bowl. 56 on this day of February the 13th, 